the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to all who have joined for this live-streamed worship service from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. With ten people present, the number allowed us by the governor. I was very encouraged to see the number of people far and wide across the United States who watched our service last Sunday. The coronavirus statistics are changing by the hour. The United States has now become the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, with nearly 121,000 infections and over 2,000 deaths. The death rate took a month to reach 1,000 and two days to reach 2,000. The virus has resulted in economic meltdown that has left millions of jobless with many facing economic ruin. Christians and non-Christians alike are naturally worried. So today I want us to have the divine perspective on the issue of worry. And the title of the message today is Do Not Worry About Anything, which is taken directly from the scriptures that was read for us. There's nothing more common to human experience than worry, especially when you're going through a crisis. Poor people worry. Rich people worry. Busy people worry. Idle people worry. Educated people worry. Uneducated people worry. Non-Christians worry. White, black, yellow, and red people worry. Worry is a part of the human condition. The Mayor Clinic, a number of years ago, said 80 to 85% of their caseload are directly connected to worry and anxiety. Medical science has closely tied worry to heart disease, blood pressure problems, ulcers, thyroid malfunction, migraine headaches, and a host of stomach disorders. All of us worry. Someone puts it this way. If we don't have a job, we worry about it. If we do have a job, we worry about losing it. 
If we don't have a car, we worry about it. If we do have a car, we worry about it breaking down and costing us money. If we don't have any money, we worry about it. And if we do have some money, we worry about losing it. If we don't have an education, we worry about it. If we do have an education, we worry if it is enough. If we are sick, we worry about it. And if we are not sick, we worry about getting sick. It is clear that all of us are faced with a certain amount of worry and stress in life. But what do we do about it? It may surprise you to know that God has given us an antidote to worry. In the scriptures filled with cosmic events like the creation of the universe, heaven and hell, the rise and fall of kingdoms, and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God considers it important to give us some help with this very important emotion. See, God is not just a God out there somewhere. He is a God with us. And so the question is, what are some reasons why we worry? Let me give you three. One reason is that bad things happen to everyone. Even the wealthy and the powerful are not exempt from worry. They have their share of tragedy. And you notice that uh, by reading um, some of the um, papers like National Enquirer, that, uh, the, that wealth and power cannot insulate us from the troubles of life. We live in a real world, and troubles come to all of us. We certainly have seen this in the in recent days. But Christianity is a religion that deals with reality. It's a religion that stands up to whatever the world has to uh, give and still comes out on top. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 16 and verse, and verse 33, In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's amazing how often people try to avoid worry by pretending, by refusing to acknowledge the possibility of things going wrong. Now, it's like the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Now, all this does is to transfer worry from your mind to your stomach. So what we need is something that will allow us to face reality without being consumed by anxiety and worry. The second reason why we worry is that the future is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. Now, this is an obvious statement, but we do worry because we don't know what the future holds, especially in this time of the coronavirus pandemic. Not only are there dangers we know about and can prepare for, but there are dangers which are completely unexpected. The most common sign of heart disease is sudden death. We can prepare as best we know how. We watch our diet, we exercise in order to prevent a heart attack. But the bottom line is that the future is unknown. And that 
can be very unsettling to all of us. But listen to what James has to say in chapter 4 and verse 14 of his epistle. He says, why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So we need something that will allow us to have peace in the midst of the uncertainty. And we can find this from the word of God. But a third reason why we worry is that we are not in control. What I mean by this is that the amount of control we have is not sufficient to absolutely protect us from harm and danger. If we were in control, then perhaps there would be no coronavirus, and we would be able to make the proper uh, preparations uh, so that we wouldn't be uh, having this um, pandemic. Now, we can improve our odds, but even experts can't guarantee the outcome. Political leaders are not immune to what is going on. Doctors get sick. Policemen get robbed. Lawyers get sued. Financial experts lose money in the stock market. And good, loving, responsible parents are rejected by their teenage and adult children. We work and work to gain money and knowledge so that we can ward off danger. We eat right, we exercise, we move to a safe neighborhood, we send our children to a good school, we do everything we can, but it is still not enough. We need something that will allow us to have peace even in the midst of events and forces we can't control. So what we need really is the divine perspective. And God's perspective, taken from the scriptures, is number one, don't worry about anything. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks. Now it is fair to ask, how credible is the Apostle Paul on this issue of worry? He never lived in the 21st century. Now remember that Paul wrote these words not from a hotel suite, but from prison while waiting for trial before the Emperor Nero, knowing full well that he could lose his life for being a Christian. And indeed, he did lose his life. Paul catalogs for us uh, his sufferings in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 through 27, how he was beaten, stoned, in constant danger, faced financial stresses which caused him to go hungry at times, and relational stresses watching all his so-called friends turn on him. Paul had credibility to speak about worry, but we need to make a distinction between destructive worry and constructive concern. Is when Paul says, don't worry about anything, he's not saying that we aren't to be concerned when we are facing a crisis such as we are facing right now. But he does say, don't worry about it. You see, destructive worry, unlike constructive concern, depletes our resources. 
It drains us of energy. It always has a circular reasoning process to it. It's if we, your worry takes you round and round on a downward spiral, which always brings you back to the same point. However, constructive concern seeks a solution. It moves from problem to solution. And our response to the inevitable crises of life, says Paul, is to turn to the Lord in prayer. And so he mentions, secondly, that we pray about everything. Now, the only effective way of getting rid of worry is to take our burden to the Lord in prayer. The hymn writer puts it like this, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Prayer is the only real cure for worry. As soon as you start worrying about something, whatever it may be, then talk to the Lord about it. Remember that his promises are always true. And you can depend on what he says in his word. For example, in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, he says, For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. That is why we can say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And David says in Psalm 55 and verse 22, Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. And Jesus himself said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And then James 5 and verse 16, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. The good news is that God always keeps his word. We can depend on that. God has never failed us yet and never will. Now, when a hurricane devastated the South Carolina coast uh, many, many years ago, a group of black Christians huddled together in a small wood frame church. In the midst of the violent storm, an old preacher prayed, Most omnipotent, gracious Heavenly Father, send us the spirit of the children of Moses. Send us the spirit of the children of Israel. Send us the spirit of the children of the promised land. And the wind howled even louder, and the preacher was interrupted by another old man who had less eloquence in prayer. And he prayed, Lord, don't send nobody. Come yourself. This ain't no time for children. See, when we experience worry and stress, we want action and we want it right now. And so our first action uh, needs to be to get alone with God, spend some time with him, perhaps five, ten minutes, and thank him for his goodness and um, let him know just what is going on uh, in your life. But the... The third thing that the Bible presents to us is thank God for all he has done. 
Thank God for all he has done. So, do not worry about anything. Pray about everything. And then thirdly, thank God for all he has done. See, prayer is not just a matter of asking God for something. Prayer involves expressing our gratitude and thanks to God for his goodness to us. What can I do for you, madam? President Abraham Lincoln asked an elderly lady who had been ushered into his office. Placing a covered basket on the table, she said, Mr. President, I have come here today not to ask for any favor for myself or for anyone. I heard that you were very fond of cookies, and I came here to bring you this basket of cookies. Tears trickled down the face of the president. He said, nothing for a moment. And then he responded, my good woman, your thoughtful and unselfish deed greatly moves me. Thousands have come into this office since I became president, but you are the first one to come asking no favor for yourself or for somebody else. Do you suppose that if we were to come into the Lord's presence and bring him something, namely praise and thanks, that it might greatly move him? I'm sure it would. Someone puts it this way, a coffee break is good, a prayer break is better, but a praise break is best. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. You see, it makes a whole lot of sense that when we pray, we should first of all praise God for all that he has done for us and for all that he's doing. Gratitude makes the difference in our relationship with other people as well as with God. A grateful person is a humble person. A grateful person is not a selfish person. A grateful person receives from the Lord. Right praying will relieve us of much of our worry and stress because right praying centers on giving thanks and praise to God. But the fourth thing that is suggested by the scriptures is that God's peace will replace worry if we trust him. In Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, we read, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, when Paul wrote these words, there was reason for the Philippian believers to be anxious or worried. The church was facing severe persecution by the state. Disunity had cropped up in the church because there were false teachers teaching false doctrine. And there are some members who were just struggling to survive. But Paul told them not to worry about anything. 
All they needed to do was to commit their concerns to the Lord in prayer, and he would give them a peace which defies logical explanation. It is not a trick of the mind. It is a spiritual reality. Brothers and sisters, there is no need to make ourselves sick by worrying. There is no need to make ourselves sick when God is in control of our circumstances, when God is still on the throne, and when nothing is too hard for him to do. When his peace is guarding our hearts and minds, we'll have serenity in the midst of the storm, calmness in the midst of our crises, assurance in the midst of our afflictions, strength in the midst of our struggles, courage in the midst of our challenges, blessedness in the midst of our burdens, composure in the midst of our calamities, comfort in the midst of our confusion, encouragement in the midst of our difficulties, and inspiration in the midst of the impossible situation that we may face. Well, let me remind you that God knows when our hands become weary. He knows when our burdens become heavy. He knows when our steps become feeble, when our body becomes weak, when our faith becomes tested and our trials become hard. And he also understands when our sorrow is great. He also understands when our heart is broken, when our, our path is rough, when our feelings are hurt and our pain becomes unbearable. How thrilling it is to realize that God can transform our burdens into blessings, our tears into triumphs, our weakness into strength, our heartaches into hallelujahs, our sorrows into joy, our deficiencies into sufficiencies, our frustrations into faith, our perplexities into peace, and our miseries into miracles. Oh, there's no need to worry if you are a Christian living in these difficult days of the coronavirus. For there is no power that God cannot conquer. There is no situation that God cannot control. There is no door that God cannot open. No need that God cannot meet. No prayer that God cannot answer. And no mountain that God cannot move. And my heart says, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 
for another inspiring message of hope and faith.